Hello everyone and welcome back to The Wounded Healer. We make the human experience more enjoyable. I'm your host Keith and before I get into today's episode, I want to take a second to thank each and every one of you who have listened, who have helped me get to 100 downloads in just 7 episodes. I'm thankful, I am grateful that you've taken time out of your day to listen to me. I want this thing to continue to grow. I want to continue to get better. I'm only going to get better by uploading more episodes, by researching more content, and by feedback through every listener. I get better. It allows me to help make the folks around me better. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. I look forward to seeing where this thing goes. Now, we're going to talk about seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD, S-A-D. Such a fitting acronym, right? The guy that made that up is probably pretty proud of himself. Seasonal affective disorder typically starts around fall and tends to get better towards spring. Now, seasonal affective disorder is not considered a separate mood disorder. Um, it is a specifier of the mood disorders. Those mood disorders are major depressive disorder, bipolar 1, or bipolar 2. And it, or seasonal affective disorder would be a specifier referring to the seasonal pattern of major depression dis episode that can occur within major depression or bipolar disorders. So, I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. Basically, you already have major depression episodes or major depression disorder. And during the fall winter months, it kind of worsens. Then as spring comes around, those symptoms kind of ease up a little bit. And you also have to take in consideration that this time of year can also be stressful if you are a seasonal unemployed worker, if you are stressed about the holidays, if you are stressed about school schedules. Uh, with, with those type of psychological stressors, you might not necessarily have seasonal affective disorder. You may just be stressed, anxious. Um, and, you know, you may know or been diagnosed or been talking with someone prior to feeling that way. So you may already know that you do have some type of mood disorder. And these psychological stressors will come in and they will feel like they make things worse. They will make you feel worse. But that doesn't necessarily mean it is seasonal affective disorder. Um, <clears throat> they're Really what they're looking for is they're looking for this mood disorder to be reoccurring. So within the last couple years and, and so on. You know, if it just happens, uh, at a, uh, you know, an onset of feeling, you know, less interested in things, lethargic, uh, you know, sad and empty. Maybe it's not seasonal affective disorder. Maybe it's something else. And you'd want to reach out. You'd want to kind of look back over and see what's going on. Kind of look at what's happening around you, your environment, uh, and things like that. That could play an effect. <clears throat> uh, I think really that's that's really sums up the DSM version of it. And... Uh, 
so who does this affect? Well, women are more likely than men to be affected. And uh, it starts typically in the, the 20s and 30s. Six percent or more of the U.S. population are affected. Uh, and the further north you go, it can be higher. So the further north you go away from the equator, where there's less light, less daytime, it can affect more people. And over 10% of people with major depressive disorder or one of the mood disorders will suffer from seasonal affective disorder. Now, disclaimer, most of you know that I am not a doctor. I am not a clinician. I am just a guy that is passionate about this, who reads, who researches, who puts this content out there to hopefully help folks more than likely, in my opinion, if you know you suffer from depression or some type of mood disorder, and we know that these statistics and this information, these factual information is out there. Seasons are coming. Get ahead of this thing. Start talking to somebody. Start putting a plan together. You know, take some ownership of it. And get ahead of it because more than likely you will be affected even more and that's not something we want we don't want that for you we want you to not be affected the least amount of of additive to any of these uh diagnoses or disorders it, you know it can just be troublesome can just make things worse so if you are aware of it then own it it's okay but get ahead of it Preventative maintenance. And we're going to talk about some things later <clears throat> that can help uh, you know, guide that. Um, yeah, so that's... you know, and, and none of us are immune to this. So the statistics and, and those facts that I'm giving you are just with that. Anyone can find that on the internet. But I'm telling you that, that no one is immune to this stuff. No one is immune to, to anything. Anything can happen to anybody at any time. And if you live on the East Coast, time change, it's dark at 5.30, you're sitting in traffic. I don't know if SAD is a good acronym. It was more MAD, MAD. Setting in traffic in dark is way worse than setting in traffic in the summertime when it's still daylight outside. Because when it's still daylight outside and you're setting in traffic, there's a little bit of hope that you can still do something when you get home. For whatever reason, it's dark, you're in traffic, it's doom and gloom, and you just feel like you can't do anything. I think it affects a lot of us more than what we know. <laughs> but... Um, you know, it, it can be more serious than, than that. And that's what we're here to talk about and discuss today. So why does this happen? <clears throat> well, we know that it's a it's somewhat attached to the other mood disorders. But if we're looking at this thing through biology, it, it basically, it's caused because there's less light getting into your brain. See, when you step outside or when any type of light turns on, the photoreceptors kind of in your retina, 
turn light into electrical signals. Those electrical signals will travel from your retina through the optic nerve to the brain. And because there's less light getting to your brain, it kind of screws with two of your hormones, which are serotonin and melatonin. Now they control mood and sleep. When there's less light, you're producing less serotonin and more melatonin. So those lower levels of light promote the penile gland to start producing melatonin, and that's why you will feel sluggish. <clears throat> that's why, you know, when you wake up, it's best to just start exposing yourself to light, to the brightest light you can. If you have the option to look outside, to be outside when you wake up, even better. We can go, you know, into hours of of talking about what that does to your circadian rhythm and your cortisol levels and all of that. I'm going to leave links to some some other folks in the podcast that talk about that. They go on for hours about it. Great information. I just gave you the very simplistic version. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think it's it's basically a, a biochemical evolutional hangover from our mammalian ancestors, you know, they, who typically hibernated during the winter months. So we we're designed to wake with light and sleep when the sun goes down. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're kind of screwed because culture, our cultural evolution is faster than our biological evolution. And as humans, we're just, well, <laughs> we live in a world where our brain's not ready for it yet. So we just have to try to figure things out. And yes, sometimes we do a pretty good job of it. Other times our, our brain and nervous system take over and, you know, we just get a little anxious. We just we get a little Little, little down when it's dark in, in the wintertime, you know? It's okay, though. We can get through this thing, and you're not alone. And like I said before, no one's immune to any of this. We're all suffering from that evolutionary hangover together. <clears throat> now, talk about some tips to help ease or, or just to kind of help you through you know, these winter months. But the big one, like I said earlier about sunlight, get outside. Just get outside. Literally, get outside. Get outside, let the sun hit your skin, let the sun hit your eyes. Do not, not with sunglasses on. Don't stare, I mean, don't stare directly at the sun. And if your ass is out there staring directly at the sun, then this podcast or no other podcast is going to help you. But get some light into your eyes. Sunlight is the best. Expose your skin. You're going to absorb more of that, that sunlight. There's a lot of stuff going on in your body, turning that into the goodness that you need. So if you can at work, maybe get outside, eat lunch outside. Maybe take a walk. Maybe when you get home, if you get home early enough, get out, sit on the porch, walk around the yard anything but just get outside that's an easy one right you don't need money for that you, you don't need someone to do it with you, you don't need a prescription you don't need a therapist it's easy get outside 
Uh, the other one is vitamin D. Vitamin D is important. Why? We get that from the sun. If it's wintertime, we have less sun, we're out there less, we're exposed less to sunlight, we are getting less vitamin D. So you supplement for that. The daily recommended dose is about 5,000. Um, vitamin D is not that expensive. You get it, it'll last you pretty much through the winter months. I highly recommend vitamin D. Uh, you can buy it just about anywhere. Obviously, you can buy it on Amazon also. Exercise. I mean, we should be exercising anyways. Now, I'm no fitness guru, and I'm not saying I'm in there every day. But I'm in there. We should be doing it. We need it in our lives. It makes you feel better. The more you exercise, the more of those good hormones are being released, the better you will feel. And it, it makes you feel better. Just knowing that you put that work in is going to make you feel better. And like I said, you know, if, if you know you have mood disorders, if you know you have some type of depression, then get a hit of this thing. If you know you're prone to it, then start those activities or those interventions early. You know, if you're talking to your therapist, your doctor, start talking to them early so they can put you on those antidepressants if you need them because it takes weeks for that stuff to build up into your system. So don't wait until December to go when you're super stressed out about the holidays and you're in the dead of winter and you go and, and try to get on something. I mean, you're looking at February before and then it's over. And you're just, you're just messing some stuff up in there that you don't really need to be messing with. So get a hit of it. Get on it early. Let it get in your system. Let it help you through. Um, start exercising, you know, before. Start getting out. Start talking to people. Again, proactive, being proactive. Now, light therapy seems to be the, the very trendy uh, fix for seasonal affective disorder. And you'll see these therapy light boxes everywhere. Amazon, Walmart, Target, they all have them. Um, if you're going to go, and, and it is, and it's a great, great way to, to help. I mean, it, it, it works. Um, but if you're going to do it, then you need to have one that is at least 10,000 lux, which is L-U-X. That's the amount of light that it puts off. Simply put, the, the amount of light that comes out needs to be at least 10,000 lux, L-U-X. Um, and it should say something like therapy light. Again, if you're buying a 10,000 candle watt spotlight and shining it into your eyes, well, you're probably standing beside the guy out there looking into the sun. I don't think there's going to be any help for you. Talking to someone. Again, just talking, talking it out, just talking to people helps. So if you, if you have someone you trust, if you have someone you're somewhat close to, you know, just talk, just talk. And, you know, I'll, I don't mind putting myself out there in these, these, these podcasts. If, if you're listening to this and you know, you feel like, you know, spending money on, on vitamins or a light box is just something that you can't do, but it's something you need. 
reach out to me. My information will be there. If you reach out to me and you tell me that you're willing to put the work in, you're willing to do what it's necessary, and you want to try some vitamin D, by all means, if you don't have anything else that would cause any other problems with taking vitamin D, I will Amazon Prime you some vitamin D. If you feel you need a light box, then Christmas time's coming. I will Amazon Prime you a light box. If that will help you. If you feel like that's what you need or you want to try it, I will send it. You give me your information, Amazon Prime, right to your doorstep. With a big old Merry Christmas on there. So again, if you know that these are some of the things that in the past you, you've experienced or you, you go through, get a hit of it. Let's talk to some folks. None of us are immune to this. You know, it can it can hit us. We all need to be on the same team. We all need to look out for each other. We all need to talk about it. So hopefully this helped. If there's anything else I can do, reach out to me. Love to talk about things. If there's any information you want that maybe we didn't cover, ask me. But again, I'll have some information, some things that you can look up. There's a bunch of good stuff out there. Thank you so much for listening. Again, thank you for helping us get 100 downloads. See you in the next one.